as long as we don't take these back steps, you know, we're going to keep moving forward. And progress is progress. It's all about momentum. Life is, you know, inch by inch. Life is a cinch. And it's all about creating these micro wins throughout the day. Hey, it's JP. Hi, it's Excel. And you're listening to Terry Shower on the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. I'm talking to Josh Parrish today, who you guys are going to see in one second, has a really awesome accent from the deep south of the U.S. He's a realtor and um, master of transformation, which we're going to get into today. So thanks for being with me, Josh. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So tell me, uh, by way of introduction, what has been your journey through life that's led you to be on the show with me today doing what you do? Lord, that's a long story. But so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have I've moved around a lot and had a lot of different careers, a lot of different jobs, mainly all sales-based and service-oriented. You know, I've been in real estate for the last four years or so. And I have been coaching and, and teaching people, you know, transformation, principles of transformation for about the last 20 years. And real estate's treated me extremely well, but, you know, it's that hierarchy of needs. And, you know, just because you're making good money doesn't necessarily mean it serves your soul. And when you are in a place of, of abundance and you're making good money, you can start thinking about stuff like that. So, uh, just it made me want to take a leap back into the, you know, the, the consulting field and, and help, you know, people that want to make positive change in their life, actually help them get there. And well, uh, I'll never quit real estate because I absolutely love it. And uh, it's fun and it's lucrative. And I, I help people all the time in that. But this time, uh, it's, it's time for me to, to make a switch or at least, you know, try to do a little bit of something different that serves my soul in a little bit different manner. So but yeah, uh, we met on Podmatch and seemed like you have a really cool show. And I was like, oh, I need to be on this one. So that's when I, that's when I hit you up. Great. <laughs> Good stuff. So tell me about this whole transformation thing. So this is obviously like a real estate show. We're based in Montreal, Canada. So some stuff from the States will be transferable. Some stuff will not, um, especially if you're like kind of in the realtor space. Like I think the, a lot of the business practices that, um, you know, are going to help you have a successful business in the States and up here are quite similar. Like for sure, the legal environment is different. But if we want to talk about transformation, what does that even mean? Like you're talking about, you know, serving your soul and, and helping people make positive changes. Like what do you exactly do you mean by that? Well, typically we're trying to live the best life that we can, but we tend to be conditioned by the stories that people tell us that we are. And we have a tendency to repeat these stories over and over in our heads that, you know, this is who I am. But at the same time, we're really repressed in terms of, you know, you might want to be doing this over here, but, you know, we're currently in today and this is my job and this is my identity. And a lot of people were just disconnected into, you know, A to B, like this is where I am and this is where I need to be. And I help people bridge that gap. And the most productive people, the happiest people, they're really living their truth. And as a real estate agent, as a realtor, I don't necessarily take people around and, and help them buy their forever homes. I work with investors per se. So we're, we're a little bit more in line than you think because 
what's neat about being a realtor is there's so many different ways that you can run your business and there's so many different demographics that you can serve. And I'm just not that guy that is going to be like, oh, do you, do you like the bathtub? You know, does you see yourself living in this thing for 20 years? Like, I don't, I don't care, Janet. Like, that's not me. It's like, do the numbers work? Is this a cool product? Is it going to perform well for you? That's my thing is I can have tough conversations and I, I thrive in that arena. And with investors, pretty much they're, they're cut and dry. Does it make sense or not? And sometimes you got to break the bad news. It's like, yeah, you know, you love this baby, but it's not going to do what you want it to do. So, I mean, do you want to roll with your feelings? Or do you want to roll with the numbers? So, you know, but yeah, in terms of transformation, we're all seeking. I know that for the most part, people want to grow and, and provide value to the people that surround them. And they are serving at a level that they are right now, but everybody pretty much wants to serve in a, in a higher capacity. So yeah, I just, I, I help break down those walls. So explain that process to me a little bit. Like I definitely get your business about uh, the type of clientele you deal with. I, um, you know, I'm an investor myself, but I do also have my broker's license. And when um, I help people, I like, you know, that's usually like my preface when I start working with people is like, look, don't talk to me about the color of the paint or like whatever the kitchen looks like or like your Ikea feud. Like, I don't want to be a part of it. How much is this going to make? And is this a purchase that's going to help you meet your financial objectives or not? So I definitely get that. But since we want to focus on like the transformation aspect. So you said before, like people are kind of have internalized a lot of external stories that they got over here, but actually they want to be something else. So break that down for me. Like, how does that work? How do we internalize those other stories? And then what does the process look like whereby you begin to live more according to your own narrative? It's great prompt there. So, you know, it all starts in the mind, right? We're, you know, we have this one body and it's a meat vehicle, you know, and we're run by our brain and we really have to self-analyze, you know, what we truly want. And we are pretty much our own best coach, to be honest with you, because we all know where we're messing up. We know our vices. We know ultimately, you know, how we're talking to ourselves and we had the ability to rapidly ascend if we don't take back steps and you know our creature comforts the vices that we dive into whether it's drinking or drugs or binge eating junk food or watching tv too much we know where we're messing up so you know really taking that uh self-analysis of you know what my pitfalls are that's going to be huge to really get that out on paper and you know i've come up with this acronym it's the eight pillars of self but it's Empress, you know, you got Empress, but there's the F on the front because you got financial. So the eight pillars are you got financial, emotional, mental, physical, recreational, environmental, spiritual, and social. And pretty much everything in life falls into one of those eight pillars. And if you can come up with something else that I'd love to hear it because well, then I have to re create a new word for it, a new acronym because it was Pressum at first when I was like, oh, we got to talk about the money. So so then we added financial and, you know, so then it came Pinterest. So, but, uh, but yeah, you know, and it's super important to really think about those eight pillars and ask yourself the tough questions and, you know, success is subtractive. You know, yes, there are hacks and tactics that most successful people in the world do, but at the same time, if we don't take back steps with the negative old ways of our lower self then we're just going to keep moving forward. And just like the, the tortoise and the hare, 
like the tortoise was super slow, but he just kept going, going and the hare, he like stopped off to take naps all the time, you know? And he was just like, he was messing around too much. Even though he was like so much faster, he was taking back steps. So as long as we don't take these back steps, you know, we're going to keep moving forward and progress is progress. It's all about momentum. Life is, you know, inch by inch. Life is a cinch. And it's all about creating these micro wins throughout the day. And so the last 20 years, you know, I've been teaching people fitness practices and, and mindset practices and whatnot. But, but yes, you have to, you know, in your mind, you have to make the decision that you want to change because you can, you can will yourself to do anything. And then it starts with taking care, priming our physical body. And I'm not necessarily saying, you know, a, a good hard workout is amazing, but, you know, the physical pillars of, of self, physicality, one, you know, it's all about posture, right? So, like, if you if you are, like, slumped over and you're like, mm, you know, so, you know, and your chest is locked up, you have shortness of breath, well, that creates stress in your mind and your body can't catch your breath. And then you're, you're in pain and people kind of perceive you as a, a weaker person just because you're not open, you're not at ease you're you're humped over you're reclusive so that's one is enhancing posture and you know just stretching and soft tissue work that's that's a great way to do it i've got all different tactics to do that but also intestinal tract cleanliness so how clean your guts yes you know eating clean foods is it's where it's at you know meat and vegetables and all natural things but if you're bound up, like if you got a bunch of, you know, gunk in your body, in your, in your guts, like you don't feel good. We've all felt that before. So that really, you know, that puts a damper on our energy as well, you know, and then just how often are you getting out in the sunshine and, you know, drinking your, your hydration and how well you're sleeping. It's just all these little things that we kind of just, you know, it's like, it's not the, the crazy workout. So it's not super sexy in our mind, but really and truly. It's how we operate and do the little things throughout the day that makes us who we are. Yeah. I And, you know, I, what really resonates with me um, with what you're saying is, you know, I think um, being somebody who un, in, in, in normal life, I'm pretty physically active. I'm, I'm eight months pregnant now, so I'm a bit less active than usual. <laughs> but, um, you know, that your relationship to your physical body is like just something that is so under such immediate control. Like at every minute you can choose what am I putting into my body? You can choose what am I doing with my body? It's not like a lot of the other things where, you know, if you're talking about relationships or you're talking about business, like those things involve the world reacting to you. Whereas what you do with your own health, what you do with your own body, there's nothing that's more under your control than that. So I think uh, if you're taking that as a starting point, like I definitely resonate with what you're saying there. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Like we can't control external things going on, like in business deals and, and what other people are thinking or doing. You know, all we can really do is just control what we do within our mind and within our with our own bodies. And yes, I know that there's financial constraints and and, you know, we've got a job that might have us sitting at a desk for 10 hours a day but you know ultimately we can we can choose our job like we're, we're getting paid a, a bunch of money to sit at this desk well you know like you can maneuver you know might you might have to like not necessarily you, you might have to downgrade for a minute so you can figure it out but like just like you said you just always have the choice to do what you want with your body yeah absolutely and so like so, you, you know, you alluded to this process with, um, you know, the acronym, like the different sort of aspects of 
I guess, success or like, you know, maybe having control of your life? Like, how do you what's your process? How do you take somebody who who comes in and, you know, maybe they're they're like uneven in how they're performing? Right. Because I think like very often that's what happens. Like there will be some spheres of life or like, let's say, okay, like you have an awesome marriage, but like you're not happy with your financial situation or like maybe you're like a star at the gym, but like everything else is kind of not not working so well. So how do you what's your method of taking people through like that assessment and getting them to be like, okay, well, this is the the part of life that needs more attention, maybe? Well, I've had so many mentors say double down on your strengths, Josh. And that's that's amazing, right? Like, yes, I mean, it's great to to just be a powerhouse and, you know, one thing and be the best at that. But, you know, we're just, I mean, we're only as strong as our weaknesses, right? And I'm not going to go be a ballerina, but in terms of like who who I am, you know, like I just, I know that I, I lack in a lot of areas that I need to be stronger in. So I ask them what they do like about their life, but also like if you could wave a magic wand, like what would you fix? Like, where do you feel like you're lacking? And then, you know, we attack, you know, like what does that look like? And then, you know, we just set up actionable, you know, like, we just set up action items to do consistently throughout the day. And it's, it might not be, you know, crazy because the scariest thing for people is, is pretty much change, right? It's like death and change. And a lot of people probably would rather die than change. Like it's crazy. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, you just gotta, if you can find the, the highest return on investment action items and, and really and truly like if, you know, number one takes 80% of your energy, but number two takes like 10% of your energy, but you get like close to the return on investment. Well, just forget about, you know, number one and, you know, tapping your energy stores, like just go with number two and number three, and then you're getting most of the way. So it's super strategic from individual to individual. And it's all based on habits and like mental state and whatnot. Because, you know, one thing might work for one person and another thing might work for another person. But it's just, it's just super customized. But at the same time, like, ultimately, people have to sit alone and think about, you know, what is it that they really want? And also, like, what do you not want? What do you want to change about yourself in your life? Because, like, I can't tell, you know, my neighbor across the street that, does his thing that he's living his life wrong. He may be com completely like Zen and bliss and the Zen Buddha over there, right? Like only he can tell me like if he's not happy with his life and if he actually says, hey, Josh, I'm not happy with my life, then we could actually attack it. But but yes, you just got to be super non-judgmental and, and let people, you know, come to me instead of me saying, hey, you got to be like this. You know, like at, at, or also at the, at the first, you said master of transformation. I'm just a, uh, I am a student leader, right? Like I am always learning and I, I do like to say like, Hey, I'm a master of rapport building and, and whatnot, but, and, uh, I do know more about transformation than a lot of folks, but I'm always learning and I, I welcome, you know, perspective, like alternative perspectives and whatnot. So, you know, cause I'm, just, I, I'd always, I'd always love to learn, you know, more about the, the space and you never know you, you have to, uh, you got to listen to folks in order to learn. So. Enjoying the episode so far? Have you really been listening to the episode or has your monkey mind been taking you off in one direction or another? Our mental habits can be our biggest assets or our biggest liabilities as we pursue certain goals. For me, the biggest performance gains have always come from training my mind. 
In my book, Mindful Landlord, I talk about how you can train your mind and how you can apply some of these strategies to your journey in the real estate field. The book is available on Amazon and also on its website, mindfullandlord.com. Now I'll stop evangelizing for the power of mental training and let you get back to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if we bring this like maybe a little bit more personal, like if you, I'm assuming that if you help other people through some of these issues, situations, challenges, that you've lived some challenges yourself. Do you want to maybe tell our audience about like one specific thing that you overcame or that you had to rework um, and how that then gave you the knowledge to do what you do? Well, lived a lot of different lives, right? Like obviously as I'm still Josh Parrish and I'm in this body, but they say that, you know, people change, you know, every seven or so years, they, like they, they evolve and whatnot. But looking back over my life, it's usually about an 18 month cycle. And I grew up. My stepdad, he was rising in the ranks of a, of a retail store and, you know, we moved around a lot. So it gave me the opportunity to do a lot of social experiments because I was always in a new town every year or so, and I could recreate myself. Um, and, you know, moving and being the fat kid in town, because I was a fat kid, which, you know, propelled me into like really wanting to do stuff with fitness and the mind and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it just, uh, it, it gave me the opportunity to, to really study people and individuals and whatnot. But my most recent challenge, uh, was deciding to real estate rocking and rolling, but now it's time to, to really go after like what I'm meant for and met, take a leap in this social media transformational coaching space. Because one, you know, we were talking at the first, like I'm not super tech savvy. And then two people fear failure, but I've always been scared of success because if Josh Parrish does what he's supposed to do, people are going to expect him to show up every single day and lead many, many great men, you know, and that's, that's scary to me, but I, I'm like, I'm getting the chill bumps right now because I know, I know what I'm supposed to do. And because I've had hundreds of jobs and been fired from most of them, right? <laughs> like had a lot of great training and taking the wisdom from a lot of great mentors and stuff, but I've never feared failure because you don't fail if you take a lesson from it. And I've always learned from my failures. So what I'm doing right now scares the absolute hell out of me, even though I love it and I'm, I'm thrilled and I know where I'm headed and I'm going fast. Like, But you can't be, you're not going to be scared if your head's down and you're working your ass off. Like you, you don't have time to be anxious. Wow, I mean, I have me crying here in a second. Like, <laughs> well, no, I, I love this space. I love helping people, and uh, yeah, I just know I know what what I'm supposed to do. So, um, let me change the the direction a little bit and ask you. Um, actually, my two favorite questions of the podcast, which are, you know, one of my pet peeves with the real estate industry is that there's a lot of focus on like the bling bling lifestyle, right? Like. People want to show up on social media or like in public as if their life is a string of successes and everything always went according to plan. And one of the things I try to do with, with the show is to, um, you know, maybe bring into focus some of the things that didn't go into plan, some of the sacrifices you had to make to get where you are. Because I think if you, you know, talk to anybody who's successful as an agent or as an investor, behind that is like almost a 10 year story of all the stuff they had to eat to get where they are. So can you tell us a little bit about um, what do some of those lifestyle hits look like for you? What did you have to do to get where you are? Well, 
One is, you know, I live a nice life now, but there were at least four or five times in my life where I didn't have anything. I picked up and moved to a completely different town across the United States and actually lived out of my car with absolutely nothing. Just, I knew that one, I was good with people and I, my eyes always gravitated towards the power in the room, but I had a vision in mind and I've always been really good at obtaining mentors and very, very powerful mentors. And how well uh, I've always gotten the mentors that I've needed was I didn't ask them what they needed because people ask them all the time what they need. Made it super one-sided. I said, you know, I will basically work for free to learn the language of your industry. And, you know, you got languages of industries, but then you have the language of masters within the industry. And that's how I've ascended so rapidly in different things is like I go after the biggest fish in the coolest spaces and and they know things that other people don't know. And if you make it so one-sided and you can figure out what these masters need, then you pretty much, I don't want to say like you sink your, your claws and you, you sink your hook into them, but then you like, if you get a master dependent upon you because you provide so much value to them, but then you're dependent upon them because you're, you're so passionate about learning, you know, what they have to offer. Like a master wants to teach, they do, but they only want to teach someone that will lay in the road for them, right? So I've always been insane about taking risk on myself. Like, and so, I mean, because I can always go back to grandma's farm and live a blissful life. Like there's nothing, there's no more better place on earth for me than grandma's farm in Alabama. Cause I can go home and my grandma will cook me biscuits in the morning and I wake up with the sun on my face and I can go outside and play. And I'm 36 years old and I still love to do that. I go home every two weekends, like every, every other weekend I go to grandma's for a day and a half, but also there's no glory at grandma's. You have to strip the good out of your life to go for great. There's been so many times where I've killed off good things and it hurt me so bad to, because I knew that you can have a comfortable life and do by social standards, you know, good, you know, and like you want to do good for people, but I'm talking about like, you either want a statue, you know, and, and people to remember you for, uh, you know, the next hundred years or you don't, you know? So, and, and unfortunately, you know, life doesn't reward the good old, the good guy, you know, like it, it rewards the great man, the great woman, the people that make the most impact, the best impact. And a lot of people aren't willing to strip the good out of their life because it's painful. Like it, it really is. And people aren't willing to work for free for, for months and months. And people aren't willing to live out of their car like a thousand miles from home and i'm i'm not saying this as like pump me up or anything like i'm not saying this as like you know oh reward me or i'm a victim or anything like that it's like this is just what i've done and in the most comfortable times of my life i've been miserable like absolutely i could be psychotic you know like like who wants to go live out of their car for months you know like or who wants to go and go from a good paying job and, you know, having a nice house and stuff to like, to nothing, like to not know, like if they're going to be able to pay the bill next month, I'm just a little bit different than a lot of folks. And it's okay if you're good with good, you know, like that's fine. Like that's wonderful. Like have a great life. But if you really and truly want to do something magnificent, you're going to have to strip a lot of good out of your life.
I think that's a very powerful point, and I think it's not something that we talk about all that much. No, I think I think you're I think you're absolutely right. Is that like I always say, you have to let some things die so that other things can be born. But the dying process of whatever it is that you have to let go of is is it like you said, it's extremely painful, and you have to have. I mean, for lack of a better word, like I just call it, I say faith, right? Like you have to have faith that if you know that this particular thing in your in your life has run its course, that if you let go of it, something will come up to replace it. But having that faith sometimes when you have to let go is really not easy. <laughs> faith is so important. And to be self-reliant, you know, to, to you got to trust people. You got to you got to lead with love. But to know that you've got your own back and you're going to keep the promises you make to yourself like that's that's what you need. But everything runs off of faith and love and work. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So we're almost out of time. I have one last question. Yeah. Um, maybe you're going to answer the same thing. Maybe not. We'll see. Um, what do you think we should be talking about in our industry that we're not talking about? In the investment space? Yeah. A real estate investment space. That's a great question. I know it's already been said, but you're going to have to say a hundred no's before you get to a yes, you know, like, and you're going to have to become a master analyst of deals and whatnot. Like you're going to spend time and money and like, you're not going to find one. And especially since cap rates, I mean, uh, interest rates have risen. It's just going to be harder to make money. You know, the patient investor is going to, it's going to prevail. Patience is going to be key, you know, but also you can't just wait around forever. Like you're going to have to strike at some point. You just got to do your time. Mm-hmm. And and not uh, I guess not get discouraged by the nose. I think that's uh, no no. I think yeah. And and to keep trying to do deals even though there might be a high percentage of nose. I think that's like a great definitely sales advice um, for anyone who is like it's a numbers game, right? And be it with anything you're trying to do. You know, podcasting for me. I'm I'm actually working on a, um, my second book right now, and so I'm busy shopping around the proposal to different publishers. And so it's like, yeah, okay. You think you have a great project? You think that like you know I've already written one book that that was professionally published, and so I'm like, oh, the second one's going to be easier. Well, no, you have to just become resistant to the fact that like a lot of people are going to want to pass on a specific project and. Just realize that that's statistically part of how it goes. You have to get 10 no's for one yes. And so just take the no's philosophically. Yeah, just keep at it, girl. Because, I mean, some of the best books of our time, and I, I can't really necessarily name any off the top of my head, but you hear about these authors that, I mean, these are some of the, the greatest books, you know, written of, of, of late. And, like, they got turned down like a thousand times before they actually got a chance. So, I mean, you're probably sitting on some gold, so just keep on with it. Yeah, well, that's it. It's absolutely and the same thing with, you know, your dollars. If you're trying to if it's real estate deals, you're trying to do whatever it is that you're trying to do. Um, if you're aiming at the right level for yourself, you have to be comfortable with a certain amount of failure, because if you're, you know, every single shot you take, you're making a basket. Well, maybe the shots are too easy. Maybe it's time to go play somewhere where it's a little bit more difficult. And so like getting to a no percentage like a high no percentage means that you're you're aiming just that little bit above whatever your capacity is and so not to to try to strive for unrealistic things but like if you're not getting some no's probably you're not striving enough exactly you're gonna have to fail some in order to, to get better for sure absolutely so josh thank you for taking this time to chat with me and my audience today it's interesting to get to know you hear your story listen to your accent for half an hour has been <laughs> that's been great um, how can people connect with you if they want to learn more about what you do? They want to follow you. What's the best way? Best way to find me is on Instagram. And that's, you know, on the Instagram app, it's the Josh Parrish. So T-H-E-J-O-S-H-P-A-R-I-S-H. 
All right, Josh. So guys, head over to Instagram. Follow Josh. I know that's what I'm going to do when we get off this podcast. I want to see what he's he's up to on his Instagram page. Um, if you enjoyed this show, please go ahead, subscribe, like, share it with someone who you think would benefit from um, hearing some of Josh's pearls and uh, tune in next week. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, remember to give us a rating, leave a comment, subscribe, and share. You can find Terry at terryshower.com. Her book, Mindful Landlord, is available on Amazon. You can also follow her on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. JP is the president of the Real Estate Investors Club. You can learn more about the club's networking and educational activities on Facebook by searching for Real Estate Investors Club. Look to the show notes to find information on our guests and links to material mentioned in the episode.